everyone is bobbing and weaving right now. So we can choose to focus on whatever we want. So if we want to focus on the negatives of how this pandemic has affected us, then that's basically what's going to happen in your life. But we must focus on all the good things. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Matt Rouse, and today my guest is Scott Aaron, and he's a human connection expert, a speaker, and a best-selling author. Scott, how are you today? Doing great, and you know, just grateful to be here, and just appreciate the opportunity. You and I met on a new platform that I discovered, uh, Matchmaker.fm. It's kind of a good way to find guests and to be guests on podcasts. I'll give them a quick shout out for helping us connect. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So currently, I am a two-time best-selling author, international speaker. I speak local, nationally, and internationally on the art of human connection, overcoming obstacles, and being resilient in life and in business. And I do have some coaching, consulting that is based around the platform of LinkedIn in taking the concepts that LinkedIn offers and and how it can be best used in creating human connection to build businesses, brands, and actually income over time. It's a far, far stretch of where I started from in the health and wellness industry. But as in life, you, you pivot and you kind of go where you're needed. That's right. If anybody can see us right now, you could tell that I did not start in the health and fitness industry. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, just before the show started, we are talking about how the gyms were closed. But it was like the first time I joined a gym ever was like three months before this all happened. Yeah. So, and kind of just for an idea of where we are in, in the whole frame of, of the coronavirus thing, it's, it's our recording date is April 16th. But let's talk a little bit about, I, I looked at your book, I think it's your latest book, is the LinkedIn book for network marketing. Well, that was my one that I released last year. The newest one is the Network Marketing Academy. Both did become bestsellers, but I'm most known for the LinkedIn book for network marketing. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that book and, and kind of what's in it? Yeah. So, so basically it was, I was feeling, and I, I wrote a book previous to that one called good guys always win. And I was the good guy growing up. I, I did get bullied and picked on. And as I went through my personal development journey, I felt that it was, uh, it was going to be a powerful testimonial to, you know, dictate my journey in, in word form to let people know that, you know, they're not alone. There's things that they need to do to get to where they want to be. And as I, as I grew in my business and I, I really started getting a lot of headway with within LinkedIn, I wanted a better way to connect with people. I, I wanted to, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk actually says it best. He says your your net worth is in direct correlation to your network. And through social media, it, it's great, but we can only connect with so many people. And I said, you know, what's a better way where I can I can share my vision, I can share my passion of LinkedIn with the masses. And and that was a book. So it, it took me uh, about a year and four months to put together from start to finish. And it was funny. The original title of the book was get LinkedIn to get unlocked or something because I was doing a pun. And it was funny. I had like a mock cover posted on social media. And one of my clients reached out to me and she said, you know, there's a book on called get unlocked to in LinkedIn already out there. And I was like, oh, geez. So it was actually good because I'm like, you know what? Screw that. Let's let's focus on some search engine optimization. If I if I was the end user 
and I was on Amazon and I wanted to learn how to use LinkedIn for marketing, what would I type in? I would type in how to market myself on LinkedIn. So if I had those keywords in the book, and that's basically how the title, the LinkedIn book for network marketing came about. And it is a step-by-step guide that goes over the core areas of LinkedIn from a very infrastructure level of how to optimize your profile and search and connect and build your network and reach out to people and have conversations and and then use it as a social media platform as well. And there's some case studies in there. It's a beautifully put together step-by-step book to put people into action. I didn't want just people to read this book and say it's another wordy book. There's key takeaways at the end of every chapter that makes you accountable to go back and maybe you miss something. So it's one of those action step type books that really moves you forward. Good, good. That's really good. And talking about SEO, funny because I own an agency called Hook SEO and, you know, SEO is our thing. But then when I wrote my books, I totally didn't SEO my titles of my books. Like, so my second book was called Start Saying Yes. And it was about business experience and and how you can build positive experiences and, and gain customers through referral marketing because of that. And then my third book was called Flattening the Hamster Wheel. And it totally, again, not anything anyone would search for unless they're searching for an actual hamster wheel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one of them was was actually a category bestseller, so, so it didn't go completely wrong. But your LinkedIn profile says that you're a human connection expert. I really like that that verbiage, too. How can people connect with others now, especially when most people are quarantined, right? So how can people connect without that in-person Connection. Well, I mean, you know, we're doing it right now on on Squadcast and we can see each other. And just a, another big shout out to matchmaker.fm. And for my my podcasters that are listening to this, the way that I describe it to people is Tinder for podcasters. And it's a uh, it's a great way for other people to connect. And I've met amazing human beings like you. And I, I think I've been on an average of about eight podcasts every week for the last four weeks since being quarantined. And I was always on podcast to begin with. But what people need to understand, people are are more readily available now than ever in history. Everyone is home. No one is stuck in traffic right now. No one is too busy doing this or they're stuck at work late. Everyone is home. So just to give you an idea, I am Jewish. So we we just passed Passover, which was uh, about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago. And I led the Seder this year and we did it through Zoom. So I sent out an invitation to my whole family and my grandmother and my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, and I hosted an online Seder. So what is a Seder for somebody like me who doesn't know what that is? So a Seder is basically paying respects to the holiday. It's where you, you have gefilte fish and matzah ball soup and matzah and challah. Like you just you have So it's like a, a group meeting kind of thing and it's a it's a dinner. Yeah, it's 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 a dinner. It's it's like doing the seven fishes for Christmas. So you know you have a huge meal. You know you make brisket. You have fixins and every all the foods that go along with the holiday. But we're used to going to our family's house and having a whole seder and seeing each other. And we did it through Zoom again. I I've been FaceTiming a lot with my family. You know. My mom wants my son to to read to her, so we do FaceTime, and and he reads to her, and you bob and you weave, and and thank God for technology. I mean, thank God for for Zoom and for Skype and Go to Meeting and FaceTime, like all of these ways where we can still connect and create that human connection. And again, human connection is formed multiple ways. It's through auditory and and visual. So 
when you can hear and see someone, whether it's in person or not, you can still create that bond between two people. Yeah, I think that's totally true. And you know what? I had a conversation with somebody just a couple of days ago who was a almost completely hands-on in-person business owner, and they came up through the massage industry, right? So they're used to like physically having their hands on their clients kind of thing. And it's easy to forget about that if you, you know, like I run a remote agency. My agency before this was remote also. My parents live in another country. My brother lives in another country. You know, any of the conversations that we have are over video conferencing or social media. You know, it's been this way for a decade or more for us. For us, it's business as usual. But for a lot of people, this is a huge change in their life, right? Also, I think a lot of people are kind of rediscovering some things about themselves, you know, like they're learning. And like I said earlier in the in when we were talking beforehand that I was on the live stream with the comedian JP Sears and he came up from the life coaching industry before he became a comedian. And he was talking how about how people are really introspective now when they're staying home. And they're kind of rediscovering stuff. I have never seen so many people posting that they learned how to make bread on Facebook in my life, right? I mean Everybody's learning how to cook. Or oh, learning I'm how learning to how to play the guitar right now. There you go. Learn how to play guitar. Actually talking about industries that are kind of coming and going because of what's happening with COVID. One of our newest clients is a music school. It's a local one here in Hillsborough called Box Rock. And they're doing virtual preschool as well as teaching all their music online now, right? So you can get virtual guitar lessons and piano and, and whatever, right? But yeah, the, the technology is... Is helping those people connect in new ways. And, and I think it's going to be a permanent change for a lot of people. I 100% agree. And I am so, so proud of the baby boomer category because it's it's been most challenging for them. You know, I'm 41 now and I grew up with this, this age of, of technology and change. And the millennials obviously were born into it, but you know, my parents' age, you know, my my mom will be 67 and my father will be 68. You know, this is all new to them, you know, and, and I keep seeing all these baby boomers that are just doing amazing things that they never thought they would, you know, doing Zoom. And so many of them are creating online courses now and other ways. You know, my father's still a personal trainer, so he's doing like online training with his clients. My mom does Zoom meetings with the doctor's office that she works at. So everyone is bobbing and weaving right now. So we can choose to focus on whatever we want. So if we want to focus on the negatives of how this pandemic has affected us, then that's basically what's going to happen in your life. But we must focus on all the good things. Something magical is happening with everything that's going on right now. Yeah, that's really true. And, you know, I grew up with technology, but I'm a little older than you are. But the it was just kind of on the cusp, you know, like. Computers were just starting to be used in schools. We still had typing class, you know, when I went to school, but it was kind of, it was typing class when I was in, you know, like seventh, eighth grade kind of thing. But then it was computer class when I was in 11th and 12th grade because I had computers. So I was like right on the switch. But a lot of people, especially, you know, older generations or people who maybe weren't very tech savvy to begin with, they didn't even know this stuff existed. They didn't know that Zoom was a thing, right? They didn't know that you could go on you know, log me in or go to meeting or something and just video chat, right? To them, it's, it's Star Trek, right? And just like, and, and this is kind of an interesting aside, is that when I talk to people who are maybe 30 to 50 year old range, they have no idea about the technology that children are using now, 
So they don't know what Twitch is. They don't know that it has, you know, more people watch it than every TV network combined, right? They don't know what Roblox is, but that the kids are playing video games and building their own games on and that it's it's a social platform, you know? And they're all thinking, you know, they're still like, hey, all the kids are on Snapchat, you know, when actually they're already starting to get off of TikTok because they're on to the next thing. It's amazing how the technology and stuff changes, but each generation has its own group of technology that kind of moves with them. So anyways, that was just kind of an interesting side. I don't have a question related to it or anything. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, you can see when I first learned about TikTok probably last summer, I was like, what the hell is this? Like another, another entertainment social media platform. And TikTok has only exploded in the last four weeks because every human being has nothing to do right now than to do synchronized dancing with their family. And you're, you're never going to find me on there because I'm still building my business. I don't have time to to do something like that. But, you know, for the families that are doing it and they're they're bonding together with that, it's great. But it's 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 just pure entertainment. That's all it is. I have a couple TikTok accounts, but I run a marketing agency, so I need to know how it works. And I think there's value in learning how it works, but I don't think you want to spend a lot of time on it. What I think you want to do is mess around with it for 15 minutes a couple times a week for a few weeks just to know how it works, know how it posts, know how things happen, know how to search, you know, get your name on it if you have a business name, right? Like you should be the TikTok slash Scott Aaron, right? Because you want to have that that thing. So like we have our Digital Marketing Masters podcast. We have that set up on TikTok. Do I post anything? No. But if it gets to a point where the platform is being used by the people in our audience, we'll use it. That's so. you, you just hit the nail right on the head. I know where my target market is. My clients, my client avatar, the people that I collaborate and create products with, they're not on TikTok. And that doesn't mean that I can't go on there and just provide some from, some value and some entertainment. I can if I see the value. And if I honestly, I'm very protective of my time. I try not to spend a lot of time on social media. I'm very omnipresent on all of social media. And if it ends up being one of those scroll holes where I'm on there and I'm on there for much longer than I need to be, I and I had TikTok, I had an account and I actually removed it from my phone because I found myself scrolling and, and looking at what other people were doing. And that just distracts me. You have to like set yourself a timer or something because it's a time vampire. It'll yeah. suck you in. It's one of those things like when you, you, you get on there and you poke around, you search a couple things, see what other people in your industry are doing. You flip through a couple videos. And, and hours gone an by. Hour. Yeah, you're like, and now you're looking at somebody bouncing a ball on their nose with their dog or something. You're like, I don't even know how I got here. I would watch out for that. So let me get back to the actual questions I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you were talking about how everybody's at home now, right? What do you think is a good way for business owners, business leaders to try and stay connected with both customers and employees right now? Well, I, I think on the employee side, my team is an example. We we do weekly check-ins through through Zoom and we love Trello. So we have a, a rolling Trello board and there's a lot of, I'm not going to go too in depth because there's probably a lot of people that are like, what's Trello? So anyway, it's Trello is just, it's, it's a great way to to make sure that projects are still getting completed, tasks are still getting done because, you know, I'm on the front end of things and I have marketing person, content creators. I, I have a bunch of people on my team that are, you know, doing things behind the scenes. So it's a way where we can all hold each other accountable from a visual standpoint, but from an actual connecting standpoint, having those weekly meetings and 
Monday morning, 10 a.m. The meeting, it's a reoccurring 10 a.m. meeting. So it's a way for us to, to meet at the beginning of the week, talk about how things are going, what we're working on, what we're launching, what we're preparing to launch, what we're creating. And that's, that's really the best way to really connect with your employees and your teams. And I'm going to use my mother as an example as well. You know, she, the doctor that she works for, they, they meet once a week and they're doing all those things and think about schools. My son's first grade teacher, she has a, a weekly Zoom for the kids to come on so they can see each other, have lunch and talk and, and do all their stuff. And from a, a customer standpoint, honestly, it, whether you have an online presence or not, all of your customers are online. You may not be, but I guarantee you 100% of your customers are on one of the social media platforms. They may be on Instagram. They may be on Facebook. They may be on LinkedIn. So a great way to stay connected to your consumers and customers is to be omnipresent and video content's number one. So I'm always doing Facebook Lives at least two or three days a week. I'm doing LinkedIn videos every other day, IGTVs every other day. And that's the thing. That's a great way to connect with people through voice and through video where people can see and feel you. So those are those are honestly right now the best ways to really continue to keep those connections with your teams and your customers. Yeah, when it comes to teams, if you don't already have it, you should be looking at some kind of online task management or project management software. Our team, we use Zoho One, which also has Click, which is secure chat that's only for our company, so we don't have to outsource it anywhere or use like Messenger and crap like that, right? I mean, I use Messenger all the time, but we don't use it for our internal company communication, right? You know, so we have standing meeting also uh, every Monday, 930. We have our staff meeting for the week and everybody knows what they're supposed to do. We have task management and you can go check your tasks at any time. You can see the comments. I think one other thing that, that can help with that, too, is business process. So making sure that your employees understand what is the process to use the tools that you have is way more important now than it ever was before. Because before you could go reach your head out around the corner in your office and be like, hey, Janet, can you can you get me that thing? But now you got to type it into the tool and make sure that you tag Janet so that she knows that she's supposed to look at the task and that kind of stuff. So you need to have some training around those things. Yeah, just just make just making sure all the SOPs are in order and everyone knows what, what they should be doing and when it needs to be done by. With your SOP, like your standard operating procedures, you also want to have your KPIs, which is how are you going to determine if somebody's doing the job properly and what are those key performance indicators that you need to tell you how your business is going when your staff is all remote. And with customers, 100% agree with you. Video is the way to go. Live stream it if you can. If you can't, produce video. And when I say produce video, I don't mean like get a whole production team. I mean, just shoot some stuff to get, get the word out. Unless you're a larger company that has the resources that people would expect you to have a good video, you don't want to be Apple and shooting a video, you know, on your cell phone like Gary V style, right? You want to be produced in that case. But if you're a small business, they're expecting you to not be 100% polished, right? Well, there's two trains of thought on that. And, you know, I completely agree with, I, I think there's a perceived image that certain companies have, but in the same sense, making yourself as relatable as possible, humanizing yourself to your audience where, you know, here's this guy who's at home and he's doing a video on his cell phone and his net worth is a hundred times more than mine. If he can do it, I can do it. So showing someone that is duplicatable, it's almost like the Roger Bannister effect. You know, the first guy to run a sub four minute mile. 
letting someone know that you don't need fancy software. You don't need to have the best lighting or a studio like some of us have. Just find some good backlighting from an open window that changes the complexion of your skin. Grab your phone, prop it up, hit record, and put it out there because doing a little of something is always better than doing a lot of nothing. And again, perfection doesn't exist. We're all perfectly imperfect. But you know, to those those big, big leaders, those big thought leaders – and I, I see a lot of them doing it, just being like normal everyday people, just walking down the street on their walk, doing a video because they want to be relatable and they, they want to bring people closer to them than push them further away. 100% agree with that. The only kind of aside on that is if you have a company where there's no one who is really like the spokesperson for the company, right? Like, or, or you're an owner, maybe you're, you don't want to be on video yeah. or for whatever reason, then, you know, you can have employees who can do that. A hundred percent for sure. Make sure they're excited about doing it. Don't yeah. force someone to do a video because then it just comes off terrible. Outsource right? it to the right person. Yeah. Outsource it if you have to. I'll tell you what, right now, go find yourself a commercial or a portrait photographer if you need someone to do that stuff because they can come in, have all their equipment cleaned up. You don't need to shake hands and, and hug each other, right? They can shoot your video stuff for you. And a lot of them are out of work right now. So it's a good time to get that kind of video stuff outsourced if you need to. I like it. So is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you think would be helpful to our business leaders and and small business owners? I would say, you know, a great question that I like to ask that, you know, I always like being asked and returned is what's the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome in business to get to where you are now? And uh, for me, I have a traditional small business background. I, I owned a chain of fitness clubs with my family. And I got into the industry through an obstacle. My father was sentenced to 24 to 36 months in federal prison when I was 18 and a half. And I had to then step up and take over the family business as a teenager. And there's two things that I learned from that at such an early age. And I think this really has allowed me to progress in life the way that I have over the last 23 years in succeeding the way that I have is because number one, I got very accustomed to overcoming obstacles. So with what we're going through right now, I'm flowing through it like water because something like this will happen again. And number two, being being resilient. You know, life and business mirror each other. You know, the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So when you're resilient in your efforts, when you're resilient with the goals that you have, you can achieve anything that you want. It's It all lies in the six inches between your ears. And the fact is, your thoughts will either make you or break you. And I think right now what people need to understand listening to this is that you've been given a golden opportunity. This is the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket moment right now. This is one of those once in a lifetime moments where we're all given all the time in the world right now to work on something that's been on the back burner that we can now bring to the front burner. So if it's creating a course, if it's shooting videos, if it's starting a business, whatever it is, people are still spending money. Just because 22 million people have filed for unemployment, there are hundreds of millions of other people that are still creating and making income. And we need the flow of money to continue to circulate. So as long as you understand that there's a solution for every problem, you need to be resilient. You have to really be resourceful. You're going to come out of this even better than what you imagined it was going to be. That's right. And you put the work in now so that you can thrive later. Scott, always a pleasure to talk to you, and, and I really appreciate all your advice. I 100% agree with everything you're saying. 
The book is the LinkedIn book for network marketing. It's available on Amazon, I believe. Yes. Yes. And scotterron.net. That's S-C-O-T-T-A-A-R-O-N.net. If you would like to get more information about Scott Aaron. Scott, thank you for coming on the show. I think this is great advice. It's going to help a lot of people. Matt, I appreciate it. And, you know, again, just grateful to be here. And just one tangible takeaway can change your life. So I appreciate you having me on here today and spending some time. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next time as we speak with Adam Mendler of the Velos Group. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.